It's what we've been waiting for. It's Friday. 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 EGIF. And that can only mean one thing. The weekend is landing. It's time for the Reardon Roundtable. Yes, that is correct. Now, here's your host, Mark Reardon on KMOX. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a Friday Reardon Roundtable on KMOX. Let me introduce the panel as we go around the uh, proverbial table in the studio this afternoon. We have Brenda Talent here, ladies first from the Show Me Institute. How are you, Brenda? Good I'm, to see you. I'm great, Mark. Good to be here. It's you right are, to left. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? There's a lot of um, a lot of jockeying for position for the big chair, and Jane's usually in that, but she's not here this week. So, Brenda got the big chair, which is a little bit, I guess, just describing the aesthetics of the studio and the setup here. It's a it's an elevated platform, if you will, that goes up and down. You know, there's a little button there. You can take it I like being lower. higher. All right, there you go. <laughs> and above these folks on the left over here, Scott Ogilvie is St. Louis Alderman. Scott, good to see you. Happy to be back. His wife expecting a baby in about two weeks, right? Could be two minutes for all we know, right? <laughs> Don't know that. She's expecting. Talk to that guy in there, Dave Klein. He's, his wife gave birth like 10 months before she was supposed to. <laughs> That's not possible. No, but he's got twins that were in the NICU, and they're doing great right now. So, good to hear. Uh, good luck with that. That's your first, right? It is. And probably only. Yeah, you're very used to dealing with um, immature children, though, because you're on the board of aldermen. Ouch. Ah. That- Oh, I've been there five years. It kind of hurts me too. <laughs> and then Brian Wabi is with speaking us this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, speaking of children is right. Um, Scott, let me let me ask this. This caught me off guard last night. I saw this story on STL today. Mayor Slay called Ferguson the defining moment of his career. Do you think that that's um, the defining moment of his career as mayor? That that seemed odd to me. Well, I think it's the it's a defining element of our region today, and you know he's certainly um, presided over a portion of the region for the last uh, decade and a half, um, and he he has definitely been one of the people uh, I think in the efforts to talk about a, a some type of unification between St. Louis City and St. Louis County, who has been pointing towards. The major, major regional problems that that the St. Louis region has, and really the the very limited number of efforts there have been to to solve a lot of those problems. And um, I think well, the, whose fault is that? The events, the Isn't events, he the mayor? Well, he's the mayor of of eleven percent of the region of the city of St. Louis, and um, historically, uh, county executives have been less enthusiastic about um, regionalism. I think. And municipalities in St. Louis County have been absolutely opposed to regionalism. And the the events after Ferguson, and I think the sort of um, all the research and and focus on a lot of the dysfunctional issues in St. Louis County, such as the municipal court system, such as um, what amounts to basically amateur policing in some municipalities, um, have highlighted the fact that there are major problems there, and it's hurting residents of the region um, in real ways, and it's holding the region back from achieving its potential. Okay, what, what I would say, here's, I would have a different spin on that. I think what's holding the region back right now is all the crime in the city of St. Louis where we can't get a handle on it right well, now. And I would add, Mark, that there are multiple issues that are causing problems for us. It's the crime, it's the poor schools that we have. In addition, it's an environment which is not exactly business-friendly from a regulatory and tax perspective. So when you're talking about, well, it's the fractured cities or fractured governments, which is what the mayor discussed, um, I would say it's inefficient 
ineffective governments. It's governments that in some cases, as you pointed out, may well have some corruption. But in others, got, he pointed out he, he, he pointed out that transportation would be the fix for our region. And I'm sorry, transportation is not the fix. Uh, the crony capitalism that has been going on with corporate welfare isn't the fix. It's tackling the really tough problems of how do we educate our kids? How do we reduce crime? How do we create an environment which welcomes business within our region? So what I the the response to that, I think from the perspective of we need to do more things as a region is that let's imagine a situation in which the city of St. Louis completely gets its house in order in every way and and solves all the problems that you've just mentioned, right? Well, we're still 11% of the region. So you can make these enormous efforts in, you know, you can go municipality by municipality. And even if you succeed, you're affecting a very limited number of people. Now, if you look at like the Department of Justice report on the police department in Ferguson and the municipal court in Ferguson, that is an enormous amount of work. And it's going to force Ferguson to change in some ways. But Ferguson is only 20,000 people. And all of those problems that the DOJ report points out in Ferguson, there are the exact same problems, in some cases worse, in other municipalities in St. Louis County. And I think, I think what he is pointing out is we cannot solve a lot of those problems municipality by municipality. We have to have, um, we have, to have a structure of government that can solve problems for the region. We run into all these problems and there's no, there's no right level of government to handle it when you have a regional problem and no regional government. And the fact is a lot of successful regions um, outside of St. Louis, it's either there's a big city that sets the tone for the region or there's a more effective form of regional government. And we don't have either that, of those things. But that still shouldn't be an excuse for St. Louis City not to make and try to undertake the improvements that would make a difference, which they haven't like done. What? Like and what? in addition... Like what? The educational issue, the okay, crime well, issue, and in addition, talking about hang on, uh, lobby, a hang on. regulatory environment for businesses. Right, and, and the other is, you can engage, if you wanted to, in executing agreements which could create economies of scale, where you could, in fact, have a regional perspective, even though you still have these different municipalities. All right, All right Brian, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I mean, on education, this mayor... Um, uh, presided over the, the development of, I don't know, 30 charter schools in the city of St. Louis. Um, they also maintained, uh, improved the St. Louis public schools as well in that period. Um, without any help from the state, might I add. I mean, the state of Missouri is a terrible partner in this whole region. Um, they take the, the, the bifurcation of all of our resources and use it against us. I mean, we've got, we're basically shipping you know, hundreds of millions of dollars a year to Jefferson City and not getting it. We're subsidizing rural Missouri uh, tra transportation at an alarming rate. We don't get any value from that. We get no value from, from the state of Missouri. Um, there's $750 million, I think, that Better Together uh, identified in costs of mm -hmm. from this region in duplication of services. Right. And, I mean, 700, that's a three quarters of a billion dollars. What could we do for education? Okay, with but let, let's address that because I there's some level of agreement with, with consolidation of services. But if we're being realistic here, 
There ain't going to be no county city merger, right? That, that's, that's not going to happen. So how do we, to, to Scott's point, how do we solve? You know, one of the concerns that I have going into the mayor's race is I'm not so sure. Are you backing anyone yet, Ogilvy? Not okay. right now. Would you like to endorse me? You know I'm running, right? Did you move back yet? I have, I have a house in the city. I have a house in the city. It's okay. Is that a no? Is that a no or a yes? But my, my point on that is I'm, I'm concerned that we don't have someone in this race that has the vision for where the city needs to move forward. Why? <laughs> I just think it's bizarre that we always focus on this idea that the city has to solve all the region's problems. You know, we well, you still need strong leadership. We mm-hmm. sure we need strong leadership, but you also need willing partners. And I think on a lot of cases there is strong leadership, and there is a lot of effort put in by the city. And these are just a couple couple items, but the city handles the region's entire homeless issue. We we do it. The, the mayor county, talked about that last night. Yes, the county doesn't do it. We do it. The city was the driving force behind having a Metrolink system. Without the city, you wouldn't have a Metrolink system. The city, um, the, the city, we wouldn't have an identification without the city. The we city, wouldn't have a regional right. ID. We the city, our- the city manages. We prosecute an enormous number of of violent crimes. I mean, we. With by the way, without a Metrolink system, we would have not poured. Gazillions of dollars, of dollars away on something that does not give you the return on investment right. that you guys think it and does. And you could have improved but, the bus system so instead, which would offer greater transportation for the poor and more flexibility. Yeah. So, I look, and look, and I want to be clear, I, I think the mayor has done some county. fine things. But even with the school system and additional charter schools, Brian, we stay within the box of we've got to be in our district. It's got to be bricks and mortars. It's got to be within these boundaries. The mayor could have been an incredible advocate for real educational choice across the region rather than having this. I can't I mean, because charter schools are stood, all within the St. Louis Public School District. It's all this bricks and mortars. Sure, would be happy to support char- the expansion of charter schools into to other parts of this region. And eliminating the boundaries. That would be wonderful. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, look, I think we we need to eliminate all these boundaries, not just the, the, the municipalities, but the school districts. We should have a unified school district. And um, you guys ready for that? And well, how about are you ready for the fact that we should let the money follow the child and they can choose which uh, school they go I'm, to? I'm all right with that. I'm okay, right great. That. But not, but See, we have some as, common as ground. As, as long as they don't spend it on Catholic schools, and I'm a Catholic. To go back to, I think, well, to go back. Well, how about if they don't t- t- teach Catholicism, but they can go to the Catholic school? One, one to go back more to word Mark's, on this thing, Mark, I'll take a break. Go I think, ahead. I mean, I wasn't there last night, but I, I read the remarks the mayor delivered. And I think if you live in this region and you read those remarks, I, I think you have to have been not paying any attention to what's been going on in the region for the last five years if you disagree with most of it. So. All right. Take, well, I disagree with some of it, certainly. Brenda Talon, Scott Ogilvie, Brian Wabi, back for one more segment. Roundtable with your host, Mark Reardon on KMOX. Brian Wabi, also Alderman Scott Ogilvie and Brenda Talon from the Show Me Institute. This perhaps is my favorite story of the week and certainly of the panel this afternoon. By the way, Fritz's Frozen Custard, we have Brownie Blender Mini Cretes. That's Brownie Blender with Hot Fudge. Junior S'more Sundays, Vanilla with Pie Crust Pieces. 
marshmallow and hard chocolate shell. Those are great. And then Reese's Mini Creeps as well, made with Fritz's frozen custard. I get to grab one of those. Panel can enjoy that. You can go to one of the five locations. So the St. Louis Business Journal this week introduced the latest group. Brenda, I'll start with you on this, all right? Of course. The latest group of St. Louisans to be honored as most influential businesswomen. And all of the winners were honored today at a luncheon uh, at Union Station, right? The 25 women featured on the list, they say, have helped grow the St. Louis business community while making a difference, which is great. Very impressive group of women. So this is what they did to honor them at the St. Louis Business Journal. We asked this year's winners to tell us about the pair of shoes that best describes them and why. This turned out, this is my favorite line of the whole thing, this turned out to be the perfect way to show readers the best qualities of the 25 winners. You got to be kidding me. I, I'm just baffled. So the Riverfront Times has just ripped the living daylights out of them. They said... The photos depict 24 women holding the shoe that best describes them. Let that sink in for a moment. Professional women and shoes, because there's nothing that defines us working women like our favorite pair of Jimmy Choo's, right? Can you defend this? There are so many different ways I can go with this, Mark. So, so first, here's what I would start with, is that... It's interesting to me that all of these influential women were asked this question and not one of them said, I'm not defined by a pair of shoes. So that's one take on it. The other take is lighten up everybody. How many times have we heard questions like, what's the one word that describes you? What is the animal that describes you? Boxers or briefs, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so it's sort of like, Okay, and these women, actually, when you read the article, I applaud them because they took it in stride and they used it to promote what they they're took it doing. In stride. Get it? Yep. Get it. That's good. <laughs> stride. They took it in stride. They, they, uh, they used it to promote what they're doing. They pivoted to what is helping them make a difference in their community. But, uh, Part of my reaction to all of this is lighten up. Do we really have to get offended at everything? And if it was offensive, then why didn't one of the women say they were offended? I just think I don't. I'm not offended by anything. You probably know me. I, I, I mean, you, nothing. I nothing offends you, me. But I, Wabi was really offended. I just think why. Well, and there were some people around here. It doesn't offend me as much as I think it's just utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I, I would say that it's silly. Yeah, I, my, I got. Uh, it was a yesterday morning. I guess the story was on like social work networks yesterday morning when I came down for coffee. Um, my wife was just she was steaming about this, and I'm like. And I actually, the the thing that I, I, I mean, I do think it's kind of sexist and, and demeaning, but I, I thought the photographs were terrible. I thought the, 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 whoever did the, the actually, it, did, look, the it actually looks like iPhone pictures. It doesn't even, it does not look like professional photographs. But that's a different issue. Well, I, but it's like, you know, these women are, I'm sure, very attractive. I know more than many of them, and they're, the, the photographs did nothing for them. So, by the way, wait, I'm trying. Wait. Is that a sexist comment? Uh, <laughs> no. Ogilvy, what so. say ye about this? Shoegate. We'll call it. Everything's a gate. We had Lochte oh. Gate. We had Shoegate. I think Ryan Lochte needs a different hairstyle. That's what, <laughs> well, we agree uh, on that. We do agree on that. Um, I, I think it was... Uh, it's... I mean, you just... You see this in subtle ways a lot. I think that women are kind of subtly demeaned. You know, women who are successful. You see it a little bit in the Olympics even. Yeah, but this, you, you was a, the way, this was a woman asking women yeah, to do this if they I felt demeaned. I don't think it was a woman who, who asked them to do this. And it's just, it's it's tone deaf. And it's really, I think, a missed opportunity to highlight um, these people for their achievements and not to reduce them to, hey, can you compare yourself to an article of clothing? It, it's, it's, it's just kind of 
a childish a childish approach to uh, talking about women. Well, I don't know, Brent. I like I actually like shoes myself. Um, and Ogilvy's <laughs> so, a stylish so what guy, but I, I could never even answer that question. Could you? I, that that's the other baffling part of this. Is this something where? Where you could, if you were asked no, that question. No, I mean, I, I, if I were asked the question, I, I'm not kidding. I don't get it. I consider myself to be an independent thinking person. I'd say, there are no shoes that describe me. <laughs> and and you can make of that what you want, but that's what I would say. One more topic before flip-flops. we get out of here. I'm a flip flop um, I believe that. Yeah, though, I do believe that. <laughs> they, gotta, they can open a beer on no, the I, I like the flip flops. The, the Olympics <laughs> wrapping up this weekend. It's been a great run for the American athletes, and then it has to end on this ridiculous. <laughs> No, right. I mean, right. I, and by the way, I'm with. I'm totally with uh, with Ogilvy because maybe the best thing that can happen out of this is Ryan Lochte will decide he doesn't want to be recognized and he'll get rid of that stupid hairstyle and that color. Hey, this is. I. It's, I don't even know what to say. I mean, this is just stupidity. Um, you know, I, it's just stupid. I, I, the fact that we're talking about it's stupid. We're not going to remember Ryan Lochte the way we remember, you know, the 1980 hockey team That's or uh, Carl Lewis or, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so, some and other. And he might have really devalued himself from, from, a, yeah. from a promotional standpoint. Or, the, or, the, or the, the 2016 Cardinals. I mean, there's, you know, we'll. Uh, what was that a. Was that a jab at the Cardinals? Uh, no, 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 not at all. Okay, because let me tell you, stranger things have happened. And while I'm very concerned about this team, they put four together in a row. Yes. And, you know, with, with all the injuries, it's, it is a miracle. You know, we're spoiled here. But I will say it is a miracle that the Cardinals are leading right now in the wild card. Mm-hmm. Despite being behind in the division, that was completely expected because of the Cubs. Well, we're out of time. I want you to enjoy the Fritzes. Brian, thank you so much. I know you looked at the clock. Really? It's over yet? It goes by so quickly. It is. It does. It's very special. Scott Ogilvie, good to see you. Hey, I might not see you before you um, have the baby, so congratulations. If I, some Xanax. If I see you, oh yeah, I can lend you some. If I see you racing the weekend of the Gateway Cup, I'll know that the baby didn't come. Brenda Town, good to see you. Good seeing you. Second hour coming up.